0: How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the A34 Own Your Limits podcast. On this episode, we're going to be continuing the exclusive series of yours truly into my detailed life and story and journey through DDPY. So, on this, I'm going to take a quick pause for the cause and then jump right into the body of this podcast. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Well, on this episode, I'm going to be finishing up a little bit of part five and then jumping right into part six. But before I do that, I want to give all of you a special thank you and shout out for following, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. I cannot tell you how grateful and how much gratitude I have for that. I want to also say thank you for all of those who choose to follow us on social media. And if you would like to follow us On social media on Facebook we are a34 motivation on Instagram at a34 underscore official and on Twitter at a34 official and if you'd like to send any questions or give any feedback our email is at a34 motivation at outlook.com okay so last week I was speaking about my suicide attempts. My doctors telling me, "Hey, it's over. You know, it's, it, your life's going to be done if you don't do something about it. It's it's over. Start planning your funeral. Start planning your stuff right now." Well, moving back to that just for a little bit. Again, I I had to take some time after hearing those two doctors tell me that, and it really took me by surprise it really hurt me because I'm thinking, my goodness, did I just let myself go to where I'm not going to climb out? I mean, if if I listen to them, which again, they're professionals, in their professional opinion, it was all over. I mean, I have to take that into consideration. And I would just take time, I remember walking out of that office, going into my, my vehicle at the time, and I was just emotional. I, was, I, I wasn't I was sure how to process any of this. I wasn't sure how to even think about what to do, how to handle it, how to overcome any of it. I wasn't sure. I was just in a, in a glaze and, and, and just into a, a, a headspace to where I, I wasn't sure where I was wandering to. It was such a um, traumatic and very interesting time. Um, I remember it took me two or three months to just really get myself in a, in a thought of, you know, wow, um, well, Adam, you know, you know kid, you got yourself in a big pickle here. You're already inside the grave now. All they gotta do is put the dirt on you and it's done. I mean, it, I, I felt in that as though that was the case and I just really was in a dark place for a couple months or more. And I had to go to myself and go, hey, what do, what do I got to do? How, how can I do this? Is this even possible? I went to my faith. I, 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 I went and dug inside of myself, and I'm trying, I'm trying at that time. And mind you, I was in a dark, decrepit place inside of myself. I had no confidence, no self-worth. I had zero. I mean, it was completely, utterly bad. And I thought, okay, I knew I was doing the, at the time, YRG, and then it started to evolutionize into DDP yoga at that time. And I start, and I was still doing it two, three times a week. And I'm like, okay, if I'm not getting any worse, per se, doing those activities, maybe I should just give this a shot. So it took me time to think about it. And I remember... Through the month of, uh, you know, June, you know, January, February, I was just in a very bad spot and the rest of that late 08, in in the, the 09s, and, you know, obviously 09 was rough. And then I remember going into 2010, you know, January, February, I was still in a very dark place. Well, in the month of March, I remember... I made the uh, choice, but ultimately the decision to look inside of myself and look at, into the reflection of, of me inside of my mirror, and I would ask myself this question for five minutes a day, seven days a week. And this is, this is exactly perbatim what I would say to myself. I would look at myself and go, what are you going to do about it? For five straight minutes a day, seven days a week, I, I had to put myself inside a mental reality check. I had, to, I had to put myself in some type of accountability and ask myself that question, hey, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And I did that for a whole month straight. I literally did. And I remember... Um, that started to kinda of get the wheels turning. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to die, which is the professional viewpoint here of the professionals, i rather try really hard and, and, and not succeed than to not do anything at all. And during that process, about middle of that month, I made that decision to go, you know, I'm gonna die trying. I'm gonna give it everything I got. and I'm gonna try my best. To do something and to better myself in some capacities. So I remember um, doing that, and that's when my dad or stepdad, as he's more of a father figure, um, was battling his, uh, his cancer at that time, which I didn't know. And he was in really bad shape, really, really going downhill fast. In and out of the hospital It really took a toll on me Because I was still getting over some some uh, Losses from last year and the months prior I was just in a really Again, bad space All these are no excuses Everything that happens on my own accord I should have done a better job And I can admit that And I can own that But at that situation and within that space of time That's not what took place In a lot of ways So I, I had to try to build myself up to do so so uh, I remember going through that month again. Halfway through the month, I made that decision because I remember him always saying to me, uh, and doing this type of activity to me. I would be laying down in my, you know, laying down in bed, you know, sleeping away. Was tired, just didn't want to do nothing. I was just unmotivated, on everything. It was, it was bad. He would come and open up my door, turn my light on, and say, Let's go. Get up. Let's get it done. Get up. Get up. And I would get up. I'd be like, Why? What's going on? What happened? Why do you want me? I'm tired. He said, You know, you're wasting your life just laying down. Get your butt up, and let's get living. I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what he was telling me. He was trying to convey to me that... There's a lot of life to live, and you're just gonna waste it laying down and not doing nothing, you know, what the hell's going on here? He was a veteran, he, he had his own mindsets on things, and he just said to me, you know, you get your butt up, let's get, you know, go go live, go be productive. He did that to me for, for years, while I was in bad shape and bad situation, but he meant it in a good way. It may have not came across that way at the time, or times, rather, but deep down, I understood that over, over time, and I figured out, I understand what he's saying now. This is what I gotta do. Well, again, his health was getting bad. He was on the decline. He was in really bad, bad shape. And I remember this is when, and all during this time, I was watching the YouTube video about Arthur Borman, who started the YRG program and was a veteran. I spoke about this in, in one of the earlier parts of this uh, exclusive series but I watched that video every day and on that on those months in March I, I was watching it watching it and it started to really hit home and this is when I had to give myself that again that ultimate decision am I gonna go through with this or am I going to tap out and quit what, what am I going to do? I really needed to understand the situation. I had to really look inside of myself and go, the only one that's going to be able to do this is me by putting in the work, going by my faith and just having to do things. Maybe some things I didn't want to do, but I had to do them to survive and to have an opportunity. So, I did that, and at the time, again, once I made that decision, I started to really, again, research it within myself and go, hey, I don't want to be inside of a gym. I'm still doing this program that I've been doing two, three times a week. I still was watching Dallas on news channels and on YouTube, demonstrating different moves and the same moves I was doing before, and I'm like, this isn't hurting me. This isn't making it worse or anything like that. So I, I mean, I started to kind of like that because I could do it on the go or at home at the time I was mainly where I was at. I said, man, you know, that's that's good. I can handle that. Well, for one price, I can do all this stuff or I can at least get a head start here by the interviews and all these things. I need to really do that. So in that situation, that's what I did. I would just mimic every move he did to the T. I'd watch it a few times and just go over it and do it and go, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit of what he's talking about. I start to understand it. And that's, again, still when I I was still in a flux. So when he, my dad was still in bad health and really looking bad, again, I started to really kind of dip down just a little bit and go, you know, is he going to die? You know, what's really going on here? I wasn't really given information until later on. And uh, it was his wishes not to tell me, from what I understand, but it really hurt because I, I just wanted to know what was going on. And that's when I saw and was told, hey, you know, he, he has cancer. It's Now it's confirmed stage four after two or three different misdiagnoses they said, you know, it's, it's, it's over. And he made the decision himself to go, Hey, I'm going to try to do radiation, all those things. He did one treatment and that was all he, that's all he lived to go through. And I remember looking inside of this DVD, this CD DVD thing that had all of his, uh, pictures or whatever of, uh, inside of his, his body. I mentioned this earlier on in the series and he, um, it was going through his body. It got through both of his lungs. And it was it was just, there was no way out of it. And that really didn't hit me until uh, a day or two after I found out. I just, I was emotional. I was a wreck. I was just completely out of it. I mean, I was just in, a, in, a, in amazement. I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? And that's when, again, I had to really buckle down, tie those sneakers up tight and really think, hey, what would he want me to do? What would my relatives who are also veterans then, now, and still today, what would they want me to do? Tap out, quit, give up? I had to ask myself that. And during that whole five minutes a day, seven days a week question, hey, what are you going to do about it? I really had to hone in and figure out those answers, those questions, and, and I did. So I really started to make that self clear to myself that hey I need to do this and I need to really be sure and I, I started to do that through all these things and that's when towards the end of that month of March and going into April things started to pick up even more and I started watching that video and now I'm into April April 1st which is April Fool's Day but this was no fool's, fool's day to me that's when I ultimately 1,000% went stone cold in, all in on the situation and going into DDPY every day nonstop. From that day, which would be the following day, April 2nd, I never stopped from then on. I just went after it. So I'm going to go ahead and stop here. And wrap wrap it up. I just got the go-home cue. I appreciate everyone who listens. Thank you again all so much. And I will be uh, having another episode here again this week. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Continue to always have the ultimate belief in yourself and to others. And never give up on owning your life and your limits. I will catch you again soon. Thanks.